Hi, you guys. Welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, licensed marriage and family therapist, human, mom, person, just over here trying to figure it out, um, and showing up to this microphone and to this space um, with a ton of humility and a ton of hope. And that is really kind of the intersection of this podcast is the human experience. It's our common ground. Um, it is places that I have been, places that you have been, conversations about what makes living gorgeous, um, awful, <laughs> too much, not enough, full of despair, brilliant, mm, the unexpected, deep, light, full, bare, and everywhere in between. And so my hope as we share space together, because that is what we're doing. When you listen or you choose to um, push play on an episode, it's, it's space that we have together. And so I just, I kind of just want to emphasize that today, this idea of with, this idea of togetherness. So often when we're listening to podcasts or things, we tend to be alone. When we're doing that, at least for me, I tend to um, want to listen to something when I'm by myself. And so I would just love to just take a moment just to anchor in the experience that we are actually together right now, wherever you're listening, that you're not alone, that you're not alone. I need to hear that too. Sometimes I need to remember more than hear it, I need to remember and believe that I'm, I'm not alone. And sometimes I'm on my own and sometimes I'm doing things by myself, um, but I'm not alone in it. And so if that is something that you also need to be reminded of, then take that in. And if it is something that you already know, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Today, I want to talk to you, me, us, about homecoming. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I, isn't that funny to say? That's such a funny thing to say. It, I, it's funny hearing it come out of my mouth. But if, if you've seen a picture of me on my Instagram account, we were in Hawaii last week. And I would first, I'm like, God, do I even share pictures? It's so weird, you know, Instagram and highlights and blah, blah, blah. But, um, there's a lot of story there in in that experience, um, my husband and I had been 10 years prior when I was pregnant with my first child and we sat on the beach at Waimea and I mean, we were like on the front of life, you know, we'd been married like three-ish years, almost four. Uh, we'd been together for like, we'd been together at that point for like 10, but we, you know, we, I don't know, like we hadn't, we weren't parents yet. We, we were on the, about to turn the page to the next chapter, if you know what I mean. And we sat there together, this precious baby inside my belly, giant belly, and <laughs> marveled at, wondered at what it was going to be like and what was this baby going to be like and what was going to be different for us and um, how are things going to change. And we made this like commitment, this hope, like let's, 
bring our family back here one day. Like it would be such a dream to get to share this sacred and beautiful space with them and tell them the story about before they were born. We, we dreamed about being here together. And so literally 10 years later, three children deep, uh, we got to take them back to that same beach and take a picture in the same spot uh, with more knowing in the story. You know, we know, we know Isaac now, you know, we, we know, the one dimple on the side of his cheek and um, how he kind of stares off into space when he's thinking about something and the way he likes understanding how things work and his ability to hold a ton of information in his head at once. And, uh, and now we know that we were going to have another baby right after, <laughs> right after that, 15 months later, we were going to have another son, uh, totally different. This delicious, chubby little human who is full of feelings and tenderness that we were going to um, have another baby <laughs> and we weren't going to find out this time it was a boy or a girl it didn't even matter um, but it did it really mattered to me I really wanted a daughter and told my husband on the delivery table that if this baby was a boy, we were going to go home and make another baby. That's like how committed I was to having a daughter. And now having Eden, my wild girl, and getting to like be wild with her in such a wild place, it is like heart brimming fullness. And so sitting on that beach and being like, ah, oh, we know, we can see what the decade held. We can see what 10 years did. And still look across that gap um, and look at my partner and think, like, we did this. Like, we made it back here. <laughs> we made it. We're making it. You know, we made it from that point. We've both been through some really intense career changes and shifts and spiritual deconstruction and leaving a church and um, moving houses. And uh, everything has changed. I don't know that we have single remnant of life from 10 years ago minus each other and the children that we've had since then. I mean, it's a trip that 10 years later, what life looks like now. So sharing that with you to give you some context to, to what it was like to be there, to get to actually see the dream. You know, not just, I tend to be in, in the place of dreaming. I'm for sure a dreamer. I love to think and I, ideate and think and create and like, oh, and this, but to be in the dream. I'm like, oh, I'm in the, in the conclusion in a sense. I'm like, I'm seeing it happen. And to get to linger and watching something come full circle, not to be at the initial stage of something, but to watch something and say, oh, this is happening we did it. And something that I noticed, and this is the homecoming piece, is I think it might have also been one of the first times in a long time, certainly one of the first vacations that I've been on, where I actually felt like I was there. I've shared on here recently, I guess I had a really intense um, season of depression in this last year. I don't know. That's not even worth analyzing. Um, but just like in it, in it, in it, in it. And 
um, in that, in, in a season of depression or in depression in general, there can be um, feelings of depersonalization or a feeling of like, I'm not totally in my body or totally in myself or really in my life. And to be, again, on, on this side of that, I'm act, I can see more clearly how disconnected I was from myself. Sitting here now, right, I can feel the, the shift. I'm like, oh, right. And sometimes we don't know. Like, it was very similar to when I had um, postpartum depression after Judah was born. I didn't know I had it until it was over. And you guys, I'm like, hello. <laughs> it's not, amu- it's amusing to me, but I'm like, I'm a therapist, right? I'm like, it's, it's not lost on me that um, these are things that I, air quotes, should know. And yet don't always recognize until something shifted. And so I just want you to even, as always, run this through your own story. When have you been in something but maybe didn't recognize it until it was over? Be it love or, or the other stuff like anxiety, depression, grief. Didn't really realize how that felt until I didn't feel that way. And now I know that there's a difference. And that is what um, Hawaii brought up for me is, you know, I could go anywhere in the world, but unless I am at home in myself, taking up space and being present within me, um, that it really doesn't matter where I am. Like that whole trip could have been lost on me if I was still in that um, depersonalized state of hopelessness. When I have been in despair, I don't take up residence within me. And so then even getting to go to this like ridiculously amazing trip, I realized I, I, I could have missed it. You know, because I wasn't able to embody myself because depression was taking up so much space. So I I just want to toy with some questions around how do we know? What does it feel like to be within ourselves? How do you know if you're at home in you? What does it feel like? How does it feel to be able to like take stock of that? Do you know how to practice presence? To be able to note and notice when I am in one state and then the next state. (laughs) Now that could be literally California to Hawaii or actually like a feeling state. I am in pain and now I am out of pain. And so I just, I wanted to get curious with you about that um, because for myself, I felt this twinge of, I don't want to miss my moments. I don't want to miss the noticing. I don't want to miss metaphorical Hawaii because I'm, I'm not able to access it because I'm in pain or in despair or in stuck or in whatever thing applies to me or to you. And so I, I don't know. I just, I noticed that I felt inside of me. I noticed that I felt, what is it? How do I explain it? Um, Like I was there. And so sometimes feelings and states like depression or anxiety, guilt, stress, 
those types of experiences take us out of the here and now. They can make our brains go like run real, 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 real fast. Anxiety is the voice that is go, 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 go. Don't pay attention. Don't pay attention. Just keep going. Go, 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 go. What's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? Um, if you've been in a place of just fixation, maybe fixation on anything, fixation on the conversation I just had and what I wish I would have said and how dumb I felt now that I'm on this side of it. Um, a fixation on a relationship you have always noticing and being hypercritical of what that person is doing, saying, wearing, thinking, drinking, what they're, you know, did whatever. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Right. When we can obsess or fixate on qualities or behaviors, your children, someone in the workplace, a mom at the park, I don't care, someone, right? But we notice that the brain wants to feast on these random details. Uh, we can be in a place of guilt, of um, constant reminiscing, constant dwelling in the past, um, wondering, ruminating, wondering, ruminating. And again, that's another form of fixation. Uh, sometimes there's feelings and states of grief. Where and and I've been in this. This one's a real personal one for me. But um, sometimes I wanted. Sometimes it's it's like I want to do it to myself. Sometimes I want to just sit and think about my brother, and I feel like this right to just be sad. So sometimes my grief has looked like that. Um, sometimes the grief is not because I'm wanting the pain of remembering. Um, it's just so overwhelming that I'm almost numb. Like I'm. I'm not able to feel it feel a ton. It feels a bit stagnant, frozen, stuck, like I'm wearing a lot of layers of clothing. Um, so numb is another feeling. That's a real one, a one that we don't talk about often. Um, when I feel like I don't feel a lot, there's a sense of maybe apathy, loss of interest, boredom, a feeling of like, of I don't know, uh, difficulty making decision, difficulty focusing, just kind of a lack of pleasure. Um, Feelings of jealousy, uh, grass is greener, not enough, just feeling like, oh, my life would be easier if I had her trust fund, <laughs> if I had um, his body, you know, if I had um, their children, if I had no children, um, if this, if we had more money, less money, I don't know, you know, do you know that thing too? Um, but all of these feeling states invite us, take us out of presence. They move us out of the awareness of me here now. Of you here now. Of this experience of I am. And into a different form of pace, right? Into fast, 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 fast distraction or into so slow, we, we can miss ourselves too. And so I'm just, I'm wanting to share variety. I want you to hear that there are experiences and feelings and states I didn't even name, but that might be familiar to you. Places where you get stuck, um, places where you go to intellectualize or to analyze rather than to experience. This came up a lot this week. There's a, a motherhood group that I'm leading online right now, and we were observing the pattern of solving. 
we can be quick to want to understand something in order to solve it so that it can be over and how even that is a state that takes us from actually just being mom from just being with myself and offering presence to myself instead of fixating on the thing and trying to solve the thing and intellectualizing that thing and then I'm actually making everything an object so the conversation today is around how much time do I actually spend with myself as myself? How much time do you spend just as you? Do you ever like just catch yourself in the mirror not to like um, put your makeup on or fix something or you know, take care of those chin hairs, (laughs) but to like, see you like, Hey, let me just see me. How much time do you spend just pausing to check in? Notice if you can close your eyes and pay attention to what the different parts of your body feel like head to toe and back up toe to head. How much time do you spend in breath, in, out? What about meditation? What about nothingness? What about watching the wind blow leaves or noticing how your plants are changing throughout the week? How much time do you spend with yourself as yourself? I think it's a it's a question that I want to like play with like a Rubik's cube. You know, I want to keep shifting the different pieces until it fits in a way that feels good to me. That there are times where I'm like I don't I can remember times where I don't even know how to do that. That was like what? <laughs> I'm so anxious and disembodied that I'm like I I don't I don't know, Elise. Why do you ask me these things? Um, to times where I've needed a ton of that. I've needed a ton of time with myself because I was just going through a lot. I needed a lot of support and um, I needed to be held so that I could actually be in myself. But there is something about presence. There is something about experiencing our own state of I am. That practice, practicing of a conscious contact, conscious awareness of self, the natural world, that allows us to actually be connected to the here and now. And you guys, that's where life is happening. Okay, that's where those memories that we want to look back on, that's how they're formed and made, is when we're actually in them and not floating above them or scrolling past them. And so I just, I want to open up noticing together. I want to open up paying attention together. I want to open up um, finding for you the pace that allows you to be present. Does that mean that there are things that need to slow down? Or does that mean that there are things that need to speed up? What would allow you to come into this functional alignment with yourself that allows you to be present and aware? Because when we do that, then we get to actually like see what's happening, feel what's happening, Create change where we need to, maintain what we need to, handle things, take care of it, enjoy it, 
but be a part of it. Our life, you know, it deserves all that. This, this homecoming, this actually like being here inside of ourselves. And when I'm keep thinking about what this last, you know, year plus has been for myself, um, whatever I need to do in order to actually come home to me, that's, it's worth everything. You know, whatever, whatever support, um, whatever intervention, whatever medication, whatever is necessary in order to actually come home, um, that's where life is. That's where it's all happening. And I don't want to miss that. So um, my offering um, invitation is just to presence this week. It's to catch yourself um, in the mirror, get a glimpse of you, see you, notice, be with you. If you need to close your eyes in order to do that, do that. Um, How are you? Where are you? What's going on? What's going on within you? What's happening for you internally? What are the things that you say or don't say and need to say? Like what's what's going on with you? How at home within yourself are you? If you were to even give it a percentage. How inside your life do you feel? Do you want more of that? Yes, no, maybe not. And what do you need in order to have that? To slip that on with a little more ease and versatility so that we don't miss the things that we want to remember, want to have now. So that's it. It's my slow, sweet message for us today. I hope that um, the rhythm of today's podcast allows you to slow to a space of sweet awareness. And that even finding this type of cadence might allow you to find it a little more easily within yourself. And that you might uh, surprise yourself this week with the, that lovely feeling of actually coming home and that it would feel good, that it would feel restful, that it would feel like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. That type of feeling within you. As always, if you have questions, thoughts, suggestions, needs, um, need support, Um, have questions around getting started in therapy, joining a group or a community online, um, coming to a weekend retreat, beginning your own work, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. Most of everything is just going to be on my website, just to keep it simple, www.elisesnipes.com. Cheers.